Hey there, my name is Kim, and this is my podcast, Power Up Your Performance. I believe that we have the power to rewrite our stories, change the trajectory of our lives, pour love into the world, conquer monumental challenges, and that movement can be a catalyst for change. Let's grow together. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. My name is Kim Peek, and I am so happy that you are here with me today. Two of my favorite topics are injury prevention and how to stay active as you age. I could have talked to today's guest for hours about strength training, overuse injuries, and how to get more from the time you spend exercising. But before we get to the interview, how are you doing with your workouts? Are you moving regularly? We spent a lot of time talking about this over the last year, and it's highly likely your habits and routines changed throughout the pandemic. And then your habits might have changed again as your office opened back up or your kids went back to school. And maybe throughout this time of massive change, the time that you normally spend exercising kind of shifted so many times that you no longer have an exercise habit. If you are one of the people who just isn't making the time, don't really have a habit anymore, but you know that exercise is important, I have a challenge for you this week. I want you to pull out your phone right now and go to your calendar and just look at what you have going on. Look at your life. Where can you slot in just 30 minutes or 10 minutes to exercise? multiple times, a few times throughout this next week. Remember that you don't need to spend hours in the gym and you can get your exercise in by planning short breaks throughout the day, like three 10-minute breaks where you get up and move and do something like maybe walking or maybe a quick band workout or get some of those little two-pound weights and keep them in your office, keep them by your desk, keep them by the television and Do a little workout there, like a little endurance workout for your arms, working or watching TV in between activities that you have planned. Or maybe set up a TRX strap in your office or in your bedroom door and take a quick TRX break or even some body weight exercises. But get it scheduled in your calendar and then commit to doing it. And go comment on Instagram and let me know that you took that step. You can find me online at Power of Run. And today's guest might give you even more ideas about how to be more efficient with your exercise. Mike Polano is the CEO of ARX, a company that creates fitness equipment rooted in new technology that is changing the way we work out in a cost-effective and physically efficient way. I hope you enjoy this talk with Mike and maybe learn a little bit about the many ways strength training can enhance your life. On to the interview. Welcome to the show, Mike. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Wonderful to be here, Ken. So we are going to talk about resistance exercise today. So let's jump right in and just talk about Why resistance exercise? We all know that it helps build muscle, but there's a lot more to it than just building muscle. Can you talk to us about some of the benefits? 
Well, I don't know if we have enough time for all of the benefits, but I'll stick to the high uh, the high ones. Um, there's so many things that can come from one good bout of resistance exercise. And if there's one thing to know is like, in our opinion, it's a fundamental requirement of just being a human being is you have to use your body to move heavy things, lift heavy things. And the key there is do it safely, but your body loves it. And some of the things that it loves is clears glucose and blood sugar improvements and insulin sensitivity goes up. If you lift heavy enough and you do enough resistance, uh, your body will build bone and bone mineral density, which after the age of 30 pretty much is a downward trend. It depends if you do any exercise, whether or not that trend is off a cliff or a nice slow gradual one until you're like 80. So there's one thing, bone mineral density, tendon and ligament stiffness. So if you want resistance to injury for all you runners out there, for all you athletes, for anybody who's just trying to keep joint integrity and tendon and ligament integrity throughout their whole life. That also happens when you have the appropriate amount of resistance uh, exercise. There's genetic expression improvements. So if this is news to anybody, your genes are not your, they're not a guarantee that you have to have those expressed throughout your life. So you could have the gene for Alzheimer's, but it may not need to express, or you could delay it for a very long time. It's called uh, epigenetics. Exercise, 2013 study, they did a pre and post analysis of the genes of people doing this type of exercise. And we're thinking like higher resistance. I don't even think it was like a very, like an extreme amount of resistance in any way, but just like a, you're very much exerting yourself. It's like 293 genes from the beginning to the end expressed in a more youthful state. So it's literally like reversing the aging clock, reversing the That's genetic. That's pretty amazing right there. It really is. Like if that, it's essentially the fountain of youth. Like that right. is what, when people are saying like, Hey, I, I want to slow aging. I want to reduce the effects of aging. Your genes are where that, a lot of that comes from. And so if it starts there and they express in a more youthful state, then the downstream effects uh, that we all hate about aging, they're either delayed or sometimes mitigated altogether. And you can get that, those benefits just by doing some really high quality resistance exercise. I mean, the list just keeps going. Hormonal improvements, your muscles are the largest endocrine stimulator in the body. So if you work hard with muscle, a whole bunch of other things from a hormonal perspective will start to balance out. Cortisol goes down, testosterone goes up for men and also for women in, in a good way. But there's just, uh, yeah, everything seems to normalize and balance. Stress reduction, you're not moving your body in, in some way just using those joints, getting the fluid in there. Synovial fluid is what it's called for all you, uh, you anatomy nerds. So when you move with your body and you lift heavy or you use a, a high level of resistance, all these benefits, just ding, 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 checkbox, 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 they all start happening in your favor. The thing about that, if that wasn't cool enough, or I should say the thing about resistance exercise it's really difficult to do high quality versions of it. And I think a lot of people, they would hear this laundry list of awesome things that come from it. And they'd be like, great. But I went to a CrossFit gym. They tried to get me to do high resistance, high level resistance exercise. I was deadlifting or doing whatever. And I got injured. And I no longer could actually do that wonderful thing that you're talking about, Mike. And that's really where our company ARX comes in. And we just believe that that's unacceptable. And it, 
it's solved a problem up into a point, but it really is is a world that needs innovation, and that's what we're trying to create. So does it have to be heavy resistance, or can you get this, all these benefits you're talking about? Can you get them from mini bands or body weight exercise? Yeah, I wish the answer is yes. And it may be to some extent that you can get obviously blood sugar clearance and contracting the muscles helps to do that. So you can do that with bands, you can do that with push-ups, you can do that with sprints. I'm not saying that people should stop doing that or only do one form of resistance exercise. But for bone mineral density, it's probably the easiest one to describe. Your body needs to have a signal of your bet. Uh, so better way to describe this. If you're going to do a, a squat and you do a body weight squat, your body reads that as whatever level of your weight. So let's say I weigh 150 pounds. Cool. You go up and down. Your body's only getting 150 pounds on your legs. That's just what gravity can do for you. In order to maintain bone mineral density, your body needs to feel and have a stimulus that is much, much greater than what your body weight is. Probably in the range of, I think the latest uh, we've heard is like three to four times your body weight. And when that happens, when your body has to resist against that, your bones actually have an ability to be slightly flexible. And it's the flexing, that tiny, tiny microscopic flexing that your body sees as a stimulus and immediately creates a response. When it feels the flex of a bone, it knows in your environment that Kim is working out doing something difficult and we need to maintain bone mineral density to support whatever that is. Historically, like you go way back, you know, it's fighting lions and tigers in the jungle. Today, it's more like deadlifts and squats and doing some kind of other athletic endeavor. But your body needs that signal. And that signal can only be created when there's a certain level of resistance that your body encounters. So there's a threshold and you need to hit it. Otherwise, you're just not going to receive the benefits. And so some of the things can be done running and working like they're fantastic. There's so many other good things from a psychological side of those. All those are valuable. But when we get into the specifics about like what's the biggest bang for your buck and, and in this case with bone mineral density, you literally can't get it from just running. You can't get it from push-ups. You need a meaningful level of resistance that will help to do that bone bending. Okay. So I want to also go back to something you said, because I think this is really important. You were talking about injury prevention and how you go to whatever type of gym and maybe, or maybe you're even running and you get hurt. And I know that you have an answer for this with the type of equipment that you sell. So could you talk to us a little bit about some of those things that people do when they go into a typical gym where they're going to lift heavy, whether that's a CrossFit or some other type of gym, what are some of those things that people do that cause them to get injured? And then is there a way or how does your equipment help eliminate that thing that they might be doing? Yeah. So injury prevention is, is not a sexy topic but it's, it's on the mind of more people than want to admit it. <laughs> and in particular, it's not a sexy topic until you get injured, right? So exactly. I, tore my, I, tore my, yeah, I tore my Achilles 11 years ago, I think, and playing basketball. And I was doing a very CrossFit style workout back then. And I was in the gym and I was doing, you know, explosive box jumps and jump ropes and all sorts of different things that you would see at the CrossFit games. 
And then one day I played basketball and I'm 27, 28, whatever I was at that point in time. And my Achilles explodes. And you're like, what? I was so strong in the gym days before that. Like what happened? Why was my body capable of doing all these other things, but it wasn't capable of doing that on the basketball court. And so I think you have common overuse injuries and then you have incorrect usage injuries, <laughs> meaning like you're doing a movement and you're going past the range of motion that is safe for your joints. And then the overuse injury would be just like you ignore it for five years out of your life. And you're like, yeah, my knees hurt every time I run, but I, I just ignore it. And then bam, your ACL finally blows up or your meniscus or whatever. So those are the most common things. And in our case, we've created a technology called adaptive resistance, where we try to mitigate as many of those issues as possible by having a better form of resistance, a computer that controls all the ranges of motion and has all of the kind of variables figured out in terms of speed, et cetera. But yeah, most people are going to the gym and they're just kind of crossing their fingers that they don't get an overuse injury by just running too much or running incorrectly. And then there's also, you're crossing your fingers that you hope you choose the right weight if you're going to do resistance exercise and it doesn't become too much for your system. And that is a difficult game to play uh, over the lifetime of exercise. You're going to make some mistakes because at the end of the day, we're all professional weight guessers. And that's the other thing that our, our machines take out of the equation. Like you don't need to choose the resistance on ARX. You just go as hard as you prefer. And then it shows you on the screen and it will match whatever resistance that the user gives it. We don't set the machine to anything. So we're trying to solve a problem that we've all been dealing with. And apparently everyone's fine with it. We've just been totally cool for like 40 plus years in the exercise world, lifting heavy metal weights. And that's, we think there's a better way. We know there's a better way. Yeah. And I would imagine too, just from what I've seen of the product pictures, that maybe this is a little bit less intimidating for women to lift heavy than walking into a gym where there's the big rack and some dude has left the giant weights on and you're like, okay, I can't even lift the weight to take it off so I can put my own weights back on. Yes. It's awful, right? Because there's so many people who are walking into gyms and other facilities like that with the best of intentions. Right. You're like, today I'm going to start my resistance exercise workout. And you walk over to that squat rack or you walk over to that chest press machine or whatever the thing you're doing. And if it's one of those ones that has the weights on them, it's like, and somebody's not cleaning up after themselves or there's a big intimidating person on it, immediately you're losing points <laughs> in favor of your mission to go and do resistance exercise. It's just an environment that is not very favorable to the masses. And it's unfortunate because we just went through the laundry list of all the reasons why you need to do it. But then the world provides us a, a methodology for actually achieving that that is not that great. And it has not been improved upon in 40 years. That so is crazy when you think about it. It's really, it's like hiding in plain sight. That's how we see it. It's, yeah. like it's been hiding in plain sight that this problem exists. And we have professional trainers who know the best way to use this suboptimal <laughs> weight right? We have barbell coaches and we have strength training coaches and all these different people who've shown up in different ways to program for that so that you get the benefits while also staying safe. And there's a ton of ways to do that and get benefits. But for the masses, they can't always afford to do that. They can't afford to hire somebody who is yeah. professional 
at playing that game. So what we're trying to do, what we are doing is we've created a technology that removes all those difficult variables, offloads them to technology. And the only thing that you need to work on when you are coming into an ARX workout on one of our machines is just, you just need to beat your numbers from last time. And you just need to push hard, as hard as you feel capable and comfortable doing. And you're going to know that this machine is never going to give anything back to you that you don't give to it. So it's just a mirror of whatever force you can create. So I can get on the machine, you can get on the machine, an NFL lineman can get on the machine. There's no setting for the resistance. You, as the user, are the one that is creating the resistance. And that's a complete flip compared to if I lift the weight over my head, I need to be able to lower that weight because mm-hmm. gravity is acting on it at all times. And that's cool for rep you know, one through five, but maybe six, seven, eight get real difficult and you can't hold that same amount of resistance anymore. It's not adapting to you. And all of a sudden, something that was completely fine for reps one through five becomes inappropriate. And then that's where the potential for injury can happen. And it's just everyone deals with it. Everyone's out there just thinking like this is the only path forward. And we're, we've invented something that shows that there's, there's going to be a different future. And, and that's what we're here to talk about. So does this also help prevent form issues? Just all the issues that would happen because you have bad form and all the ways you could injure yourself because you have bad form? Yeah. So if you think about range of motion being probably the one thing that most people need to pay attention to, it's the form within that range of motion that's still important. And we coach that and we have videos in the software that as you're using the machine, it's like, hey, just a reminder, like you know, oh, keep cool. your shoulders down. So there's all sorts of things that we can do there. But mainly the number one thing that people don't recognize is like, what is an actual safe range of motion and what is a safe speed at which to operate in that range of motion? So if you take like the bench press, for example, a lot of people think that there's, you know, tons of benefit for going like really, really far back and, you know, all the way down to your chest. But in reality, a lot of people's shoulders don't have the capability to to do that range of motion. So, and you don't even have that much force capacity when it's lowest at your chest. So you might end up going past the range that you're supposed to go at. And all of a sudden you have a shoulder issue, you have a pec issue, you have a bicep issue, whatever the case is, low back issue, because you're weak and you thrust your hips up to try to get it right. So what we control for is we set your range of motion. It's unique to you. It's customized for your body and what you feel comfortable with. We put that in the computer. It remembers it forever on all of our machines across the world. And we also can then set the range, the speed at which it moves. So you can think about this like an, it's like an exercise robot is really what it is. And we program all that stuff in. And so now it knows that Kim's range of motion for her chest press is, you know, 16 to 24, eight inch range of motion. And we're going to move seven seconds positively and seven seconds negatively. So 14 second, one singular rep which is a very common practice that we default people to. So we got range of motion taken care of. We have the speed taken care of. You know that this resistance is always going to be matched to whatever you're throwing at it. So you can go 100% or let go one second later. It doesn't matter. And all that's left to do is for you to get focused, to make sure that you're remembering the two or three things that you need to do for a chest press and not doing anything too, too crazy. And just draw better numbers on the screen. So you see the feedback of what you're doing live compared to last week, last month, last year. 
And so all of those things help to solve those problems that we've all been dealing with and just have apparently been fine <laughs> managing for the last 40 years in gyms using traditional exercise equipment. So I know you said that exercise pre- or injury prevention is not a sexy topic, but I have to say it's still one of my favorite topics because none of us ever wants to get hurt and have to stop doing our favorite activities. And so if it helps us continue our activities, I think that's a plus. Plus just that longevity of not blowing out your knee. So it ruins all of your other things that you love. Before we got on this call or before we started recording, I was telling you that we just got back from a vacation in Hawaii and I'm on this vacation and we're kayaking in the ocean. And I'm just like, man, I want to make sure that I can keep doing this kind of stuff. Like when I'm 90 years old. And I think that that's one of the benefits of, even if maybe you don't think of that as injury prevention, it's longevity and you're extending the life of what you can do with your body. Yeah. Injury prevention is, yeah, it's not sexy, but for people who care about that stuff and who are thinking forward, it's essential, right? Like even right now, so I'm 37 and you know, a lot of my friends are on kid one, two, or three at this point in time. And for those first few years, you're fine. You're in your young thirties and, you know, you can kind of keep up with everybody, but like as time goes on and if you're not taking care of yourself, that becomes more and more difficult as the kids get older. So just keeping up with your children is like something that you should be thinking about from an injury prevention standpoint. You pull your back out, like you can't drive the kids to practice. Yeah, you can't attend the the birthday party and be happy about it. <laughs> You're gonna be sitting in the corner all all grumpy, right? So, like these are the basic things that we need to operate at, at a fundamental level as just human beings. Like we just got to make sure do my joints work, do my muscles work, to not like some crazy Olympian level. Just a can I get out up and out of my chair and off the couch without feeling pain? And you know that's really resistance exercise is the answer. I mean, yes, there's therapy and other ways to like gradually bring you onto that up to that level. But with ARX, we can take somebody who's got back issues or a car accident five years ago and, you know, has just struggled with things. We can get them on our machine in a safe range of motion doing resistance exercise immediately because they're the ones that, that is creating the resistance. And if you just have low capability because you're injured or you're just nervous, then great. Your numbers will be low on the screen and we'll just do better the next time. But for people who are not, who are just, they got injured one time or they, you know, they just, they got bad knees and they just kind of rode off going to the gym. It only gets worse. Like there's nothing that you're, you're giving yourself as a signal to say like, Hey, we got to fix this problem. We have to build bone back or we have to increase tendon and ligament stiffness. We have to add muscle mass. This is like the air in the tires you know, the oil in your engine, like these are the absolute essentials to just being a human. And unfortunately, like the exercise industry has really done a poor job, in my opinion, of talking about longevity, of talking about why these things are important for more than just the wedding that's coming up (laughs) in six months. Yeah. So would this work for somebody who has neurological issues? Let's say in your legs, I guess you would have to have feeling in your legs, but what if you had a tingling or you didn't have full use of, like you couldn't necessarily walk, but the feeling was still there and you needed to maintain that strength. Is that something that would work in that situation? Yeah. So 
I, I like talking about the neurological stuff because that's really what's driving it all at the okay. end of the day, right? Like it's the brain connection to, to the muscles. And if that's somehow degraded in any way, then you don't have as much control of that weight during a bench press. You don't have that much control the next time you step out of the shower and maybe you lose your balance, right? So all of those things are driven by the neurological system at most foundational perspective. That signal between the brain and the muscle is slow or non-existent. It's going to be difficult. So what we love is we love to see people get out our machines and then we have a graphical representation of what type of force and what kind or what amount of force they can create in front of them. So when people first start, their graphs look like all jaggedy. You can imagine like a bell curve, like it goes up and then it goes down like a mountain. And some people's climb to the top of that mountain, it looks real staggered, right? They start, they stop, they start, they stop. They don't really hold it at the top for very long. And then they fall off real quick. That would be somebody who's just like not as neurologically optimized would be a nice way to say it as somebody who's been training, who's been taking care of that signal and been stimulating that signal by doing exercise of any kind, really, but like knows how to move their body, knows that that has that brain muscle connection. What's wonderful is you can take somebody who is a novice when it comes to exercise, a novice when you look at the, like their neurological firing and over the course of time, you send this signal of resistance and then your brain has to respond to that. And then your brain's like, oh, okay, I guess we're using that muscle again and we're using it in a meaningful way. And I, as a brain, I need to improve the signaling to the quad, to the calf, to the bicep. And that happens when the body is stressed. Like you need to send in external signals that imparts that on your muscle so that your brain knows that something's going on out here. And that I need to actually send some <laughs> neurological help to that area. And so that's what we see when people do exercise, but in particular on our machine, that jaggedy line that's like, oh, it's clear that this person can't fire their muscles very well. It just keeps improving and improving and improving. And pretty soon it gets straight, <laughs> almost like north and south. It fires quicker. They can hold it and sustain it for longer. And that is really like the currency of life when it comes to just being a normal human. I want to be able to pick up a jug of milk <laughs> and at like the end of the shopping cart and not have like my back go out. And in order right. to do that, all of the things in my hip and in my lat and in my hands and in my bicep and my shoulder, all those have to fire correctly. Otherwise the force of that milk could go right into my low back and that would be a bummer. So like all of it needs to work together and it's all driven by the neurological pathways. So yes, the answer is short answer is absolutely like it can help. And I think it's pretty cool too, if I'm understanding right, that the user can see this graph. So over time, you're going to get that visual feedback of, and be able to see that you're improving because we can't always tell that we're getting stronger. I mean, unless based on what you're lifting, right? Numbers like, oh, I couldn't lift that jug of milk over my head or in put, to put my groceries away yesterday, but now I can. But we don't always get that feedback, right? But being able to watch your graph level out over time would be pretty cool. It's so valuable to talk about the software because that is really the star of the show. Once you get comfortable with the machine, we set up the ranges of motion and all the, the difficult things of exercise are kind of solved for you. 
the next thing is you need to show up every day and beat your numbers from last week or last session. And if you don't beat them, well, there's no one to blame. There's no trainer to blame. There's no, uh, hey, I, I chose the wrong weight today. And that's the reason why I failed. It wasn't because I wasn't recovered. And it's just this objective system that you're set up in now where you're just doing the best that you can do each day. Some days the numbers are green and they're positive and they're, you, you're gone up in your total output or you went up in your, you know, your max or whatever. And a lot of days though, for people, they're negative. So they didn't do as good as they did last week or their last session. And what it then does is, so if you're a trainer out there, like this is the hardest thing to get people to do is to recognize like, hey, you need to recover. You can't just constantly improve. Your body needs to go in like these swells, these up and downs. Mm -hmm. It's like I work hard for a little while and then I recover. And then I hopefully bounce back and I'm a little bit better than I was last time. So fantastic. But if you're just using a weight and you're switching things up all the time and the variables are constantly changing, it's like today we're going to do an angle of bench press like this. And then we're going to do this amount of weight, but we're going to switch the reps and everything's changing. It's really difficult to, at the end of the day, if you're not improving to figure out why, Mm -hmm. like what's the reason I didn't improve in my leg press. I've been going to this trainer for three months, but I'm still doing the same, you know, weight. So that's a rabbit hole that you got to chase. When you use our technology, we try to keep everything pretty much apples to apples comparisons between workouts. And so the speed's always the same. The range of motion is always for sure the same. And the amount of reps and the protocol. So you're running like the same race. You can imagine like it's like a one mile track, right? And that track is always a mile. And that track is always the same. There's no magical mountains or hills that show up at the track. It's just, you know exactly what you're going to get. And because of that, when you've run you know, one lap, done one workout on ARX compared to the next, you know that if it went up or down, it wasn't because of any like questionable variable. It was because you got better. Like either you got better at the skill, you got a better neurological firing this time around, you got stronger, you have more muscle fibers, you just slept better that week and you were more recovered than you were the previous week. Those are the things that you're actually paying attention to now, which is the important stuff. It shouldn't be whether or not you chose the right weight or whether or not like that machine had a, you know, wasn't greased up, but the other machine was greased up and that was easier to move the weight. There's so many like little nuanced things that happen and could be wrong. And you might attribute your, your progress or your, your lack of progress to the things that don't have anything to do with you. And that's a bummer. We don't want to see that. We want people to come in to be excited about their exercise, excited about their workout and know that they are empowered to their fullest capability to be like, I'm the one that's responsible for what happens Mm -hmm. on that screen. And I'm the only one that's responsible. I love that. So another topic that I really, really love that I know that you touch on also is the benefits of exercise for the brain. And I think that this is really just another important way to keep people exercising, especially if they're getting older and they're maybe they have certain things that run in their family and they want to make sure that they're doing what they can for their brain or for their well-being or for their mood. But can you talk a little bit just about how exercise does that and what some of those benefits are for the brain? Yeah, I'll challenge anybody to go type in whatever you're afraid of in your family, cardiovascular health, Alzheimer's, etc. Type that in and exercise, add exercise in there. Alzheimer's and exercise. 
And I promise you, you're going to find a connection, right? There's so much information right now about the value of exercise. We've never been more confident of what the benefits of exercise are. Let's just put it that way. And yet people still don't do it or they don't do it to the level that they're supposed to. When it comes to the brain, I mean, there's a lot of heady stuff that we can, I'm actually probably not even that great at at diving into when it comes to the various improvements that happen at the actual like brain tissue level or the neurotransmitter level. I promise you they're all positive. You can go look them up and it'd be way better described by somebody else. But the other stuff that I like to talk about is there's a confidence and an empowerment that happens when you start to exercise, when you start to move your body, when you start to have that connection, there's an achievement dopamine hit that occurs when you like, I couldn't get off the couch last week, but now I can walk around the block. Like, look at me go. And then from there, you're like, well, now I can walk around the whole neighborhood. And then pretty soon I'm like, I'm jogging. And so there's a progression that you can start to see for people. And that changes them across the board. Like they show up at work more confidently. They're showing up in their relationship in the family more confidently. And so there's a direct improvement in terms of like your psychological well-being would be a better way to describe it when you are just doing some of the basics of exercise. Another thing I hear a lot from women in particular who use our technology is they as women have not an opportunity to really like tap into like their full feminine power, right? They're like afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. They're afraid to do it in the gym and look stupid or to do it in front of a bunch of men who are all oogling them. But like that exists in them. And it is the most powerful force, I think, in the world (laughs) when you see it at its like at its top. But it's being suppressed by society. It's being suppressed by something maybe traumatic in your history. When you step on a machine or you do like a high level of, of resistance exercise using weights even, and you get that level of like exertion, that like primal tapping of like, I have so much inside of me that I need to put somewhere and I need to put it somewhere safely. And that's where exercise, I think, is just a huge, hugely untapped area for a lot of people in their psychological journeys is if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling like, you know, you're a caged animal, but you can't tell anybody about it, like ARX machines don't care. You can throw it all at an ARX machine and it can handle it. It's your safe place to exercise, your safe place to exert yourself at that level. And I've had women start crying after doing leg presses and chest presses on our technology because they have never felt safe to like, let it all go. Hmm. Right. And I think that's just like one of those things that I, as a man, I mean, I feel that way in some cases, but I'm more free to just like be full of of just that energy. And it's just not as accepted with women and they just see it as an opportunity to let, let it all go. And that's been one of the things that over the course of the last few years and watching people use this technology and work to that level of exertion, they not only feel great, right? Because they have all the endorphins and all that, like the good neurotransmitter energy, but they're also tapping into a part of them that they otherwise have kind of put in the closet and they only let it out at very, very specific, mostly private (laughs) situations. But I think there's a huge value for that from a psychological well-being and like an empowerment that they just don't get from necessarily like walking around the block or even sprints and running. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) I had a thought and I forgot it. I was thinking about 
I think another benefit of exercise that we don't think about, but it's something that most of us probably, even if we were gym people, got away from during the pandemic is that we don't usually exercise alone, or at least when we go to the gym, we're not alone. And so there's that social interaction and that sense of community. And I think that that's really big when it comes to just overall mental well-being and overall wellness. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely on our minds when 2020 happened about all of the people who are going to be displaced from their happy place. <laughs> yeah. right? And for a lot of people, that's the gym. You know, it's a place to put the headphones in or to communicate with other people and just kind of just be around other people with that type of like energy. And this is why you saw Peloton explode and a whole bunch of other companies right. like home fitness. It was like people were trying to fill that gap. And uh, by no means is our company saying, even though you can use our technology by yourself, that it's you should isolate yourself when you're exercising. But there are a lot of people who want that so that they can truly just get into the zone, exert themselves at whatever level they feel comfortable with without worrying about people watching them. And so all of our technology can be used by yourself. Once everything's set up, you're good to go. You can do it anywhere in the world by yourself. But yeah, there's a huge value to the social aspect of exercise, which is why you saw CrossFit rise from right. you know, 2003. There were just so many people who recognized the value of group fitness. And that's why group fitness is by far the leading kind of uh, category in exercise right now. It's Orange Theory and it's SoulCycle and it's all of these companies that have popped up because there's more than the workout that's happening in those rooms. And you will never hear anybody from our team say otherwise, go do that. But just know that you are not getting everything from the exercise world that you need. And that's where we want to come in. We want to be almost an afterthought. It's like our workouts are typically about 12 minutes a week, like which sounds crazy. But when you have the right technology, right resistance, you can get a very potent dose of exercise on our stuff. But if you just do that and you get the bone mineral density and you get the muscle building, whatever, then go ride your bike, like go run, be in your running group, be in your walking group, go swimming, like do whatever you want to do. We always say like, if you have a Ferrari, you want to build a Ferrari and you have one, like go drive it every once in a while. Like mm -hmm. don't just have it sit in the garage all day. Like you spent time and effort to get this thing working correctly, like go use it. And that's where all of those things come in. And because you're doing the right amount of resistance exercise, you're going to be safer when you're rowing, cycling, walking, because we were talking about resistance to injury. Like you're just going to have a more capable body, a better shock absorber when you're running. So you can do that for years and years and years, and you don't have to be sidelined at any point in time from seeing your friends. I love that Ferrari analogy. Because got it. You got to drive it. Because the point <laughs> isn't to spend your life in the gym. It's to use the gym so that you can do the other things. At least to me, it is. That's how I feel. I mean, most people, that is their goal when they're exercising. Three things. It's, uh, I want to look good naked. I want to feel confident in, in some way. They're training for something specific, right? They want to achieve like some result. Like I want to be a CrossFitter champion or I want to be a triathlete. And the third one is just like, I know I need to do this. So I can go and be a dad. Mm -hmm. Like, I just know that this is part of the human manual. It's like chapter one of the human manual, like use your body in the way that is designed so that it can do it for a very long time and challenging it with 
resistance exercise is part of chapter one. But chapter two is like 1A. <laughs> it's like you got to then go and also move, right? You got to go. And in, in the former days, we would be out hunting. We would be out foraging. We'd be out working in the tribe. We may do that still. I'm a hunter. But it's also just I just like to go for walks so I can look at new cities and travel and be on airplanes and fly to London and walk around for hours on end and not feel like I need to go to the hospital the next morning. <laughs> Right. Because I'm like so fatigued or I'm so sore. Right. So this is just, those are the essentials. This has been so fun. I love talking about all these topics. Is there anything that you wanted to tell the audience that I didn't ask you? I mean, we talked about some really good stuff today, Kim. I'm, I'm thankful that you asked those questions. Yeah, I guess it's about our tech and a lot of people are curious about it. So please go to arxfit.com. We have videos, YouTube, et cetera, that you can like look at those the machines, see them in action, see what the software is all about. And then inevitably, most people are like, well, how do I try one? How do I get on one? And so you can reach out. Currently, we just have a form where you just ask us and we'll tell you where the nearest machine is. You can also just search ARX in your city. So you could be like ARX Austin, Texas, which is where I'm at. And anybody who has ARX machines will show up that way. And then we're also going to be in the next few months, we're going to be putting together like a whole list of all of our customers and all the people that are that want to have visitors. <laughs> and then you'll be able to find ARX machines around the world where, yeah, in 2022, 23, that number is going to go up quite a bit. So we're looking to do some significant growth and we want to make exercise we want to democratize it to the world. And that means it's got to be at airports, it's got to be at all of your local retail places. It should be something that is like a kiosk kind of setup. We're like, oh, I forgot to do my workout and there's an ARX machine down the street. Let me go open up the app and dial up and get my reservation. I'm in and out in 15 minutes, keep the kids in the car for a little while. And, you know, mom's got to run in and grab a quick full body ARX workout and then she's in and out. So that's the future that we were creating. And it starts with our customers right now. It starts with all the users that are out there using it. We have over 11,000 workouts that happen around the world per month. So there's plenty of people doing this. This is not new, but the expansion is what we are going to be focused on and are focused on for the next uh, two years so that everybody who's listening to this right now at one point will be like, oh yeah, I can go grab a workout down the street. Man, I love that idea of it being in an airport because it's the worst, a right? minute workout. What a great idea. Nothing's worse than you get that layover and you're like, well, I wish I was doing something valuable besides sitting in a chair. Yeah. Or I'm thinking like, it sounds like what you're saying too is like similar to how somebody might open a TRX only gym or a CrossFit only gym. You could really open up an ARX gym where people just come in and make their appointments and there's trainers, right? Which is what the majority of our business has been for the last five years. Okay. Startup facilities who see the future, they get like 500 to 1,000 square feet. Some of them even like open up adjacent to like a chiropractor who has an extra room that and they start sense. there. There's a lot of ways to make this work because the technology is just, it's compact. You know, it's about the size of a couch. It can work for everybody. It's all quantified and it's super safe. So you can really get started overnight, essentially, and start to train people with the best form of exercise that they've ever experienced in their life. And you're the best trainer ever because you're always, quote unquote, choosing the right weight, <laughs> mm -hmm. giving them this amazing service right. via the technology. 
And that's been startups have been our about 60% of our business over the last five years. So if there's a personal trainer or some forward thinking business owner that is listening right now, if they have, if all of a sudden they're like, oh, wow, this is a really cool idea. They just reach out to your company and you can set them on the right path. That's pretty much it. So we have forms. You can look at all our pricing and everything online. But yes, that's exactly what the majority of our customers who are amazing humans who are like, I had a corporate job, but I've always loved exercise and I'm tired of that corporate job. I want to go do this. Three years later, you know, they have a 20,000, 30,000 a month business. They're just running people through the same workout using the same ARX machines. It's really impressive. It's really cool to see like when we first started this journey of like almost 10 years ago, you know, you envision things like this happening. And then over the last five years, like they're happening. And they're happening at scale, which is so fun to watch. And there's this whole new trend that's occurring, but it's just not as publicized as Peloton. And we're working on that every day. But yeah. yes, you could start. Awesome. You could get started next month in a retail location that probably shut down <laughs> because of uh, <laughs> because of COVID. And there's retail space in a lot of cities is fairly cheap. Uh, and you can laughing. rent that. I'm not laughing at other people's misfortune, but I was just thinking. We went on, uh, my daughter got her senior pictures taken last night and we're wandering through downtown Kansas City. Could not believe the number of empty buildings right now. It's really sad. And, you know, I live in Austin, Texas. It's it's a boom town by all means. And But when I go home and I go back to the suburbs of Chicago, you know, it makes a little bit more sense about what's been happening out in the world. And then you start getting to smaller cities and there's some serious decimation that's that's occurred at that level. Things will bounce back some sooner than others. But if you're an opportunistic person and you see that as like, hey, we can't do anything about the past, but we can definitely try to make this, let's use that space that was a frozen yogurt place. Let's turn that into an ARX location or your own personal studio that has infrared saunas and all the new latest and greatest technology. That's all amazing. And we have a lot of it here at our office and bring that to your community. And you can do that now because all these technologies are mature. They're research-driven, science-backed. Like, it's here. We just needed enough people to carry the torch and and wave that flag in their city. And we have a bunch of people in St. Louis. For some reason, the St. Louis area has like four customers. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, don't worry about, oh, I need to be the only one. Otherwise, I can't be successful. Even in smaller cities like St. Louis, everyone's thriving. Very exciting. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been fun talking. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Kim. Thank you for joining me for season four of Power Up Your Performance. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend, rate, review, and follow. Dream big and get out there and explore.